Good evening, one and all. Welcome along. It is episode uh, 40 of season four. Uh, I think we're up to 245 episodes at this stage. It's myself and Lauren this evening for a nice little intimate Christmas chat. Lauren, how are things going? Very good, thanks. Great Christmas. Great start to Christmas Day. So, um, you know, <laughs> it, it was, yeah. it's, been, it's been a good, certainly set the mood and you've got to, you've got to, feel sorry slightly for all these Philadelphia fans on Christmas Day, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, they talked a lot of smack last week. They've talked a lot of smack since Saturday. They got their asses handed to them. <laughs> yep. You know, after after the first game and we said, oh, well, you know, we had a backup QB, you know, and they said, oh, well, you can't claim that. You know, they carry anything now because they had a backup QB as well. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Jamie Jamie was running the Twitter account for us uh, during during Sunday night's or Saturday night's game. And uh I think between between myself and Rich, we kind of took over things once once Jamie had gone <laughs> to bed and there was a few people that were rightly put in their place about trying to talk about backup quarterbacks and players missing through injuries and you know like at this time of the year I think it's it's pretty obvious every team is going to be beat up they're not going to be at 100% they're going to be missing players so making excuses like that just doesn't yeah. stack yeah. yeah and, it, and it, I mean obviously you know it's it's looking interesting for the running because you know Philadelphia came out of that quite scarred as well. You know they've lo- they've lost a couple of players, so mm. you know it, it's still an uphill battle for us to get the the division and the, the the number one seed. But you know it's still potentially doable. So yeah, um, it, it is as uh, like as you can see like you know what we're still second in the nfc east with an 11 and 4 record we need and i th- think this is i have this in the in the the comments is that we need to win out and hope that they lose out you know yeah. to get to get that divisional title and they they've not got an easy run in i mean on paper, it looks like they've got an easy run in, but they've got two two teams that are still in in the playoff hunt, at least for wild card situation. With the, the, the well, the Saints are still in in a position for the division as well. Yeah, and then I think it's the Giants that they close out with as well. So, yeah. um, you know, both both of those are fighting for their playoff lives as well. So, um, yeah. there's there's a good chance that you know they're going to have to play a hundred percent if they can. Um, yeah. To, to at least close us out and you know if they don't we're there snapping at their heels as long as we we do the business so yeah and I think that is the most important thing is that we need to take care of our own business first rather than thinking anything about what that team is doing over the next two weekends yeah definitely definitely um yeah I mean how how often I mean Basically, you know, the result of this weekend, if if we win, you know, obviously we've got to go on, on Thursday night, play the Titans. We mm-hmm. can't suddenly be scoreboard watching because there isn't any other games on. So we just have to play and win um, and then hope that something happens. And then fair enough, if the Eagles win this week, then you, you start talking about uh, resting people the following week. But um, yeah. 
one one way or another, we know what's happening by the end of this weekend. So yeah. um, whether it's all to play for or not. For sure. Um, just seeing the comments there coming in from, from Joe. And as always, folks, look, make sure you get your comments into the show. If you have something you want to get off your chest about, about Saturday night's game, if you have something you want to talk about, send us in your comments. You are the MVPs of this show. We're, it's Otherwise, it's just a conversation between myself and Lauren. And, you know, we, we have talked extensively about this game since Saturday night, you know. So, so make sure, get your thoughts in, what you liked, who you thought played well, what were the low points of the game? Because let's be honest, there were low points in the game itself. Yeah, and I mean, even the start there, but I think the, the main thing this year, and it seems funny, you know how Jason Garrett was always one of these guys that had words for T-shirts, and Mike McCarthy seems to have done it this year. And it's interesting mm -hmm. that the word that he's chosen is resilient, and I yeah. think all this year we have shown resilience that, you know, Dak's gone down, Cooper Rush comes in. It's not a case of next man up. Cooper Rush is there, and he's actually you know, winning for us. We've, yeah. We're losing guys at the moment. We hope to have, you know, a few of them back before the playoffs or mm. in the playoffs. We're bringing yeah. new pieces in. The new pieces are actually having a major impact in, in this game, um, as we'll get on and discuss. So, um, you know, it. there were points in that game where, you know, the Cowboys of last year, the Cowboys of three, four, five <laughs> years ago or so, you could you could have seen them folding straight away. But I mean yeah. we took up we took our punches and we came out and um you know we landed the final punch and that was it. You know so yeah. um yeah and I mean you like to be to be fair like the we gave the defense a lot of stick over the course of the game but when it mattered it was the defense that stepped up and won the game. They forced the interception. They forced the fumble to get the last two field goals for Brett Maher. And, you know, ultimately, that's how the game was won. I mean, we talk about the defense putting up. Uh, oh, we have. Oh. There he is. It's Paul has joined us. We, we, <laughs> we're, we're just talking about the end of the game, Paul, and we're saying how the defense has stepped up and helped us win the game. And, you know, this, you know, much maligned in the game itself, but they have made the difference. Yeah, they've kind of been, like, throughout the whole game, they've kind of been under a little bit of criticism, like, from, especially in the secondary, but they pulled through when they were really were needed, you know? Yeah. And just the point here that Joe was bringing up is it's an interesting one. And look, we're not going to try and get into the, the pre-game show. Obviously, Mike and the guys will be along with that on Thursday evening. But Tennessee don't really need this game because they have an important game against the Jaguars in the last round. So they might rest starters. So look, it's 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 most important thing is we handle our own business. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't I still don't buy it with Tennessee. I think Tennessee, mm. you know, you, you don't want to rest starters for a week and then have them come in rusty for yeah. a, a big game that you're, you know, essentially this is the 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 winner takes the division for them. So, you mm. know, they'll still want to play their guys. They they might do it as a a sort of preseason um you know, uh 
preview game where they, you know, they start the starters for the first half and then the second half they take them off. Um, yeah. Or you know, they'll they'll want to be hot going into into their final game against the Jaguars because the Jaguars are showing that you know they're actually quite a hot team at the moment. Yeah. And yeah. you know, as, as far as yeah, we all thought that uh, we should have come out the winner there, and you know things didn't go against us in the Jaguars game, but. You know, it just shows that the Jaguars aren't anybody's uh, lackeys this year. So, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of add on top of that, like the, the whole Jacksonville one, like I had a gut feeling that something would have happened in that game. I didn't expect us to kind of lose in that fashion, but there are a team that they can be very hot and cold. Like, like they beat the Ravens for goodness' sake. So, mm. um, of weight of well. You want of them. They've got a good head coach in Doug Peterson. He knows he knows how to get good their good players at certain times at certain situations. Um, but whereas this game, um, man, I thought it was like personally besides the interception the first quarter, I thought it was an offensive clinic. Like from, yeah, like, it was a complete tur- two complete different turnarounds of like. We saw the best of Dak in that game in the second, third, and fourth quarters. Like, was he not like 24 or 24 for 300 yards or something like that? Yeah. Like at yeah. one point in the second half. So yeah. that just shows how, like, he can be in that, that role of that tackle to me. That was a big game changer that game, like where yeah. he managed to avoid the sack and managed to make the play. And yeah. obviously, the third for 30. And not to rub any more salt on the Eagles fans out there, but their reaction videos of the third and 30. Absolutely <laughs> priceless. Uh, I, was, I was just, uh, just before we came on yeah. here, I actually pointed it pointed uh, Brian in the in the direction of Laws Nation. It, it's making its rounds so. on social media. Like the amount of, amount of Eagles content creators were watching it and they were like, oh, we've got them, we've got them. Then all of a sudden, TJ Hilton just stole their hearts and broke their wings off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just waiting for a version of that to come out, to, to, to be dubbed over with Hallow Darkness, my old friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I think, like, a Law and a few other guys out there, um, like, um, uh, Cowboys fans only the J-Tut, I'd rather like, compilations of that type of stuff, so that would yeah. be quite good to watch. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yeah, that that was that's massive news. Thank goodness he's he's yeah. all right. Thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. And absolutely. it was, and I think from the last time I checked the reports, Sam Williams is it, he's, he's absolutely fine. But in terms of the actual police report, it was more down to the the person drove into him rather than yeah. like just just nine times out of ten you see these stories with Furls and the NFL player. They're the ones that are at the end of the stick getting into trouble. Yeah, but no, he but he was the victim in this case. Yeah. yeah, and I think from from all accounts as well, it was a simple case that you know obviously America has been hit by the the bomb cyclone that they're calling it. But mm. you know, on that day, the the temperature was down well below uh, freezing and what have you. And I think the the, the other part, the driver maybe hit a little bit of ice or something, and you know, there was a small collision there. Um, yeah. But you know, you certainly look at the cars, and it was it. Could have been a hell of a lot worse. So, yeah, I, I don't know if anyone out there watching and listening right now. I've actually seen the pictures of it. It, it it's a nasty crash. Like, yeah, like he's lucky he came out very unscathed. So, mm. uh, oh, big shout out to Benny. How you doing? doing how you doing, mate? So, as we say, as we say, folks, make sure and get the comments in. 
and we bring up every comment as best we can even even if look we're, we're we have to save it for later in the show because we do have a little sort of a running order planned we do try and bring up every comment so get those comments in keep interacting with us um i think before we jump any further i think we'll jump into the news gents will we yeah let's go for it yeah So, as you can see there, um, Leighton van der Esch didn't suit up on Saturday, but the injury is not as serious as first thought. Zeke Elliott has now had a touchdown in his last eight games. I think that's tied with Emmett Smith for the longest consecutive run. As we say, Sam Williams will be back. I believe Mike McCarthy has said he'll be on limited snap count for the game against Tennessee. Yeah, um, The Cowboys are 7-1 against teams with a record over 500. I'll, I, sorry, but I'll, 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 before you move into the next one, I just want to raise like how we can now defunk that whole myth about your winning record BS that other opposing fans have been saying about us. There we go. Sorry, Ryan. Don't worry. Don't worry. Like, it's, it's, look, let's talk about that. Look, seven and one against teams with a record over 500. Yeah. We've, like and not we, to mention, two, I think was it not three of them are like the top in the NFL across, yeah. beside the Cowboys. So you've got the like, Eagles, you've got the Vikings, and yeah. who was the who's the other one? Um, the Bengals. Bengals. Bengals there we go. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, the the job obviously we'll get onto the offense. What the what the Cowboys offense did against that, you know, what is statistically the the number one defense in the league at the moment. Um, you know, we. That shredded them for 355 yards. I mean, they, I think they sold out in some respect to take away Zeke and Pollard and put it into Dak's hands. And, um, you know, all, all bar one pass that Dak had, I think, um, you know, I thought Dak, Dak had a great game. And, you know, even that was the first thing Dak addressed in his post-game press conference as well. He, he addressed it straight away. He said, let's... Let's talk about that interception because mm-hmm. you know he 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 knows everybody, especially the way the game had ended up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, it, basically in in the space of three passes, he'd he'd thrown two pick sixes, yeah. um, you know, and you know I, I'm sure a lot of people were already bagging on him at that point in time. If you if you went and back and had a look at Twitter, I'm sure oh. would have been ripping at my shreds and all that. But after that, I mean, he put the whole team on his back and, you know, he carried the Cowboys across that winning line. So, yeah. I mean, you can see there the the comment from Joe that it's 27 and 6. I think that might be wrong, Joe. I, I think I saw a con- or on the game cast that it was 18 and 2. 18 and 2, I think it was what it was. But look, he's he's dominant against the NFC East. Let's be honest about it. And I mean, yeah. that's that's taking care of business. If you can guarantee yourself five wins a season from your divisional games, mm-hmm. you're halfway to the playoffs already. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think I think the the stat going in was seventeen and one, and it since since his rookie season or something like that. Yeah, um, and the rookie season, the only the only teams he'd lost to were the Giants both times. So yeah. they, they'd sort of discredited that. But since then, he's pretty much owned the NFC East. Mm. Um, and that, that doesn't include 
Joe's maybe right as well. That doesn't include the 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 games where he sort of started, where the game the division's been out of reach, or we've already had yeah. it sewn up, or whatever. And yeah. um, you know, it's it's just a it's just a case of sort of st- start p- play a couple of drives and then handle hand off to your backup. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know that that certainly does own the NFC East. So, um, <laughs> Paul, I've Paul, I've got a comment here for you. Mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's so much. I, well, I, I saw the interview with Lashawn McCoy, and Dave was just like obviously being really smug about it, obviously and rightly so, because and yeah. Shady kind of had to put himself in defeat, knowing that, yep, you know what. I take back my comments about Dak, but I think the problem is is now Joy now on that show. That I don't know if you yeah. guys seen it. She's now became I the villain it. now. I'm just like, I feel bad for my friend Dave, our good friend Dave Hillman. Like, yeah, he's been been on the show numerous times. He used to work for DallasCowboys.com. For him to have to put up with us, like spouting the mouth, clickbaiting, non-debatable discussion yeah. is just obscene it really is so i don't know how he does it and no fair play yeah. to him all fair play to him people are getting to recognize how good dave hillman is at his job yeah like yeah. i think if you like i i saw that clip that joy that you were talking about with joy taylor yeah. and like what seems to be coming out of this game and i don't understand it the eagles are getting huge credit for losing and we're getting slated for not winning, winning. by more. It's, Can maybe you shed light on that? I don't know, just that. It's like back in week six, people were actually praising the same scenario as just happened for the Eagles yeah. saying, oh, what a magnificent win against Cooper Rush. But now people mm. are saying, oh, but it was Dak against Gardner Minshew, but I'm sorry, but Gardner Minshew does not play on defense. How can people actually use this in passing? Minshew mm-hmm. actually outperformed Jalen Hurts in week six based on the stat line and what, yeah, yeah. it may be more turnovers, yes, but at least he was going for it. Yeah, And I mean, Gardner, Gardner Minshew is a bigger named backup than Cooper Rush ever is yeah. going to be. You know, yeah. Gardner Minshew, the whole Minshew mania thing from when he was in Jacksonville. You know, he that, came was, in, it was he, that was hype. Yeah, and, was he, and he came, he's come into this game. He came into this game having thrown something like 32 touchdowns to 11 interceptions, mm. um, you know, in, in 22 starts as well. So that just shows that, you know, he has the capability of leading a team and, and, and winning. I mean, he, he certainly, I think he was the year that he was starting for Jacksonville, you know, he was winning three or four games that season. He's a very entertaining quarterback. I will give him that. Uh, if, yeah. Like if, if he was just starting, like he would actually keep you, uh, like keep your bum off your seat because he's always on edge. So mm-hmm. I'll give him that. I mean, the, the only thing I can think is that, you know, obviously you saw that the Philadelphia offense was missing something. Um, by Jalen Hurts not being there, the, the the option game wasn't as potent. Anytime that, yes, exactly. Anytime that um, Minshew was running the ball, he, you know he'd get tackled for a yard gain or whatever. Where yeah. if it had been Hurts, God knows how far down the field it could have been. Um, you know, and it it could have been seriously blown out to, um, yeah. you know, the the way that our our 
defensive line has struggled without the 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 likes of Jonathan Hankins or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, there there would have been concerns there, but um, they, they managed to take it away. And you know, obviously, we got the the opportunity um, turnovers when required. So, um, yeah. Um, just I'm just just seeing what else is there in the news and updates. Um, like as we say, LV didn't suit up. Sam Williams should be back for the Tennessee game, um, which are which is good news. And look, I suppose we've we we kind of haven't talked as much this season. And look, it's it's likely ahead of the offensive chat. But I mean, Zeke Elliott has eight touchdowns in the last eight games. And somehow it's Tony Pollard who got the Pro Bowl vote and nomination over him last week. Are we still underestimating the impact of Zeke Elliott with this team? 1,000%. Jeez. I, I, I don't people yeah. think people how much how they realize that Zeke is so fundamental wearing defenses mm. down, and that's where Pollard really does step out. Mm. Like yeah. really, like looks really like how he's made, like. The thing is, we see it though, like he is probably without a doubt the best pass blocking running back in terms of pass protection. Like when I run in pass protection, Zeke is in there. He's always at the right place, right time. He hardly misses an assignment. Whereas Tony Pollard, he's a wee bit undersized for that, and mm-hmm. and that's why why he's not as good. But with Zeke, he is just an absolute powerhouse. You see how he trucks people down. You see people how. Um, how Zeke just manages to really run down the defense and up going up to the secondary, yeah. get all those dirty yards. Like he does all the dirty work. And for me, he is, and that's the more injury, mm-hmm. like type of, like the, that's where you pick up most of those injuries. It's like getting all these multiple tackles going through the inside. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, he's still going and going yeah. and going. And, that, yeah. and that, to me, that just, that, to me, that justifies his paycheck. I'm yeah. sorry. And look, look at it on the the fourth and one play as well, where you know they they flip it out to Zeke and Zeke goes twenty two yards. I mean, yeah. Zeke Zeke actually had the longest run from scrimmage of any of the running backs at the weekend. He was more effective as a running as a pure running back than mm. Tony Pollard was. Tony Pollard was kept mm. in check, but t- what Tony Pollard has is something that Zeke doesn't generally have. Is we saw screens, we saw. Mm-hmm. Pollard being used effectively as wheel routes, wide receiver, um, you know, and he he gives you something else. But you know, you need both of these guys in their their own right to to produce, um, and we're getting that. And for this year, great, it's it's helping this offense, um, you know. And both guys, as far as you can say, both guys after fifteen weeks of playing football, they're both running healthy as well. So, um, yeah. you know, th- this time last year, Zeke Doff, you knew that he wasn't running as well with the 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 sprain that he was having, which only came out after the the, the playoff loss, that yeah. um, he actually said something was actually wrong. But And look, we're not trying, we're not in any way trying to throw shade on 
Tony Pollard because no, I thought he has deserved his Pro Bowl at one hundred percent. I think it's just because he has shown more highlight reels and and because the Pro Bowl end of the day it's a popularity contest. Yeah, if the media are speaking about him in terms of oh did you see what Pollard did in that game etc. It's trying to get more media attention than Zeke's yeah. actual contributions to the team. It's not his TV highlight reel, whatever you want to call it. It's People are going to look at the the, the one handed grabs or whatever, and that, and that's what really does stand out. And yeah. and Zeke is a fan favorite. Like I totally agree. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, DJ Dog. The, the point I was going to say was, I mean, look, Tony Pollard was very unlucky to come up a yard short for the touchdown that Zeke eventually took it in for. Yeah, you know, I, the, I, I, the angle he took on that run. I, I will say the block on eighty four Sean McCune, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That block by Sean McCune, holy crap! Really opened the hole for Zeke to get in there. Holy yeah. crap! That was that was beautiful to watch. If you're if you're an offensive lineman and you and watch the game from a senior tight end doing that for your running back, you're like, oh, Chris high five. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just going to bring up another one here that Joe has sent sent in to us. And a cornerback, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big 100%. Here's a here's a question for you now, right? With now Lane Johnson and their cornerback is it a Maddox. It's now Maddox. Maddox, yeah, yeah Phantom, yep. So so two big losses, right? Yeah. And who they got? Who who, they, who else are they playing against? They've got one more divisional game, and that's they've, got the, they've got the same. They've got the Saints this weekend, and then they've got the finish out with New York Giants. Right, and the Giants need to win if just in case to secure that wild card spot more than anything. Yep. So yep. that could be a a loss for Philly potentially. And who was the other one, sorry? Saints who are still still in and they're uh, they're contention. and they're st- and they're in contention as well to try and overthrow mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay. So they've got two tough games. Whereas us, yep. we're in a quite a secure position because there's no other team that can actually probably push us down number mm-hmm. five right yep. now. Yep. So we're we're secured number five pretty much. It's just yeah. a matter if we can maybe even potentially get that number one seed and really leapfrog. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. a just a thrown it out there, but yeah, yeah. Look, we're nearly we're nearly half an hour into the show. So will we jump on to the offense? Let's go. Let's go. So I'll just I'll, I'll pull up the banner here, um, you know, in terms of the offense. And I sorry, I just saw another comment there, and this is one of the points that I did want to kind of make to bring up. CD Lamb is he now a big boy wide receiver one? One hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, you know, we, we did talk that it was going to be a progression for throughout the season. Mm-hmm. You know, he was go- he was going to assume the role. It was going to take a time to to grow into that, and. You know, even Michael Irvin, it took him about a season and a half of actually being the big dog to actually become yeah. the, the man that he became. Uh, Des Bryant, you know, it took him a while as well because he was in the shadows as like the likes of Miles Austin or whatever. Miles yeah. um, Austin, who's now been suspended by a league for uh, betting. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll pass on on that one. But um you know, it does take a while, but I mean, CD Lamb in the last five or six weeks since Dak, certainly since Dak came back, you know, 
the, the you know he's been adver- averaging I think it's ten ten receptions a game, you know, yeah. and where I think you know obviously Kellen's using him quite well in general, although there there was periods where the the best thing for for uh, C D Lamb is to have him moving in motion, um, stretching the defense that way before the snaps even gone. Um, mm-hmm. You know, getting him in space and letting him run with the ball once he's caught the ball, and you're seeing that there. That you know, he, he's he's able to take these passes over the middle, get get that extra few yards as well, and um, you know, it, it it's showing up as well. That you know, he had what ten receptions there, 120 yards. Yeah, nine of the, I think eight or nine of those were in the first half. You know, and he'd already got the two the two touchdowns as well. So, um, he he's certainly been been a plus point this season, and I think you know it's safe to say he's he is our number one wide receiver. He's he's certainly I think if you look at him now, he's he's on a pace for over a hundred catches for the season. Yeah, um, I think he's what nine, 91 catches at the moment, so he only needs nine over the next couple of games. Yeah. Um, and you know he's already over a thousand yards. The number of touchdowns he's got is great as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think I th- I think the point I heard in the commentary was that he's also the first receiver to have a hundred yards in the first half since Michael Irvin back in the day. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's, so, that's worth. You considering, know, all the wide receivers we've had over the years, man, that, yeah. that's. Yeah, and here's the thing: we've had all this doubt about early on this season. Is CD Lamar one number one receiver? Have you said those first four games of the season? We were like, mm-hmm. mm, not really, but yeah. but now, Matt, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I I think the thing coming out of last week obviously is the price has now gone up on CD Lamb, on Trayvon Diggs, and on Micah Parsons after the Pro Bowl. Yep. And it'll <clears throat> even be and if we do get to the Super Bowl, it'll just be even more. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean I mean the, the good thing with C D Lamb is you've obviously you'll be activating his fifth year next year. Yeah. But you'll want to get a deal done this year as well so that you can um mitigate some of that because obviously by activating the fifth year clause, it's the same as being a franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you, you effectively you're talking about at least well the number of the number of deals that went over 25 million this year as well you're probably talking that the franchise tag this year will be yeah. 25 million so you're talking and then you're actually talking another year down the line for the fifth year option so um yeah. it, it will be scary but if you can get him signed to a long-term deal as well you can you can mitigate that over the the remainder of the deal as well so yeah and um, um, the one, the, the one question, and look, I'm again, I'm not looking to knock CD here in any way. Um, I'm just asking you guys your thoughts on it. Is it concerning to pay a slot receiver effectively because he's not the best boundary receiver? He's more, as you guys have sort of said, he needs to be in motion. He needs to be coming across the slot to make mm-hmm. his plays. But that also opens up the whole route tree for him. So. Have you any concern in paying a slot receiver potentially a hundred million dollars? I really don't know, mate. I really don't know. Yeah. 
It's, it's hard I to really see because of the market and stuff like that. Yeah. I think in this day and age, I don't think there is a problem with it. I mean, you've yeah. got to... You've got to do things that get the guys into possession that can make it. I mean, you saw obviously when we kept him stat when we kept him static, Philadelphia bracketed him and actually yeah. took him out of the game by moving him around. You know, and and some of the best receivers. I mean, somebody that we're going to be talking about in a minute, T. Y. Hilton, when he was playing for for Indianapolis, he was being moved around all over the place yeah. as well to get into. To scheme him into position to to make these long catches, um, yep. you know. So I don't have a problem with it nowadays. The 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 more flexibility that, that you have to play X Y Z, um, flanker, you you know, the, that sort of thing is um, that's that's only mm -hmm. going to be more beneficial. And you're getting yeah. you're getting more more for the money that you're you're handing out. So yeah. And I'm, I'm just going to pull up Ashish's comment here. You know, if his yards after catch keeps going, trending, then he's totally worth it, even if it is primarily being a slot guy. And look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to knock CD Lamb in any way. You know, even if he went to a trash school, you know, he's still, he's still putting it up. You need to give the, you need to give the, 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 the quality team to play for props, though. Come on. No, I'll never give that team props. <laughs> that's 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 like say that's like asking me to give props to the team we played at the weekend. It ain't. Yeah, happening. well, that's fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, but, no, well, maybe the team, but not the fans. Yeah. No, they're well. Yeah. No. No. Both. You know. You know where I'm coming from with that one. You know where I'm coming from. <laughs> true. Like, true. True. But just bringing up DJ Dog's comment here, slaughter out white. Kellen seems to have a formula to scheme Lamb open now. And that's, look, that's effectively what Kellen is doing. And that's getting the ball in the hand of your best players, which is what you want. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you, you saw it in this game, obviously. Philadelphia sold out to to stop the run. You know, mm -hmm. I think Dallas were held to about three yards of carry. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's a pretty poor performance in in terms of how else we've been throughout the year, um, but you know, I think the 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 Eagles' play play design was obviously to put the ball into Dak's hands and um, you know make Dak beat them, and of course Dak did because Kellum yeah. was able to adjust things, make it that and and adjust early on. It wasn't a case of making second half adjustments or halftime adjustments. It was yeah. you know things were happening and. You know, I also credit where credit's due. I mean, after that interception that Dak threw, Dak put the game on his back as well. So, yeah, um, as as evidenced by the you know shrugging off the sack and throwing the ball to Michael yeah. Gallup on third down and eight. You know, so yeah, and I suppose like that's kind of the next point that we wanted to talk about was let's give Dak Prescott his props after that game at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Yes, he threw another pick six. But as Lauren has said, and as I'm sure Paul is going to say as well, he put the team on his back. And what most impressed me was actually seeing Dak Prescott starting to use his legs again. Mm -hmm. He seems to have redeveloped that ability to make runs and to absolutely drop the shoulder and truck guys to make yards and make first down plays. Absolutely. 
I mean, yep. you just you just kind of said it and said it all perfectly well there, Brian. I mean, that interception, yeah, it was it was a it wasn't the it was not the best decision in the world, but how he came back from that was just simply remarkable. It was pretty much nearly perfect, and the amount like and that third and thirty, like um, DJ Dogs just commented yep. there, like that was just a thing of beauty, like. Mm. I had to admit, and, and all credit to T.Y. Hilton as well for making an incredible catch and double coverage yeah. like that. He had two guys on him, and he still pulled out the bag, and it was great. And 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 even even for Kellen Moore, in a way, like don't get me wrong, there were some plays that made no sense, etc. Yeah. Once again, there was that little bit of, uh, but overall, it was a good game plan we had against the Eagles. Yeah. I, th- I think the odds on that particular play were only two percent that you were gonna you were gonna convert third and thirty. Um, you know, and it was just an amazing it was an amazing call. I mean, I think you know, I I, I probably woke the street up here for that when that happened watching yeah. the game. I was jumping up and down and um it was it was amazing that one. So yeah. Um, I think um, it's, it's not when when it actually became Christmas Day when that fourth and thirty happened because of the time zone difference. Yeah, yeah, I think was, I think it ran. Oh, that would have been hilarious! <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I'm. Talk, that's the one I'm on about. Yeah, yeah, and like, look, Kellen, Kellen has moments in games where you're just like, "What are you doing, Kellen? Why are you doing?" And that? there's moments of pure genius. Yes, exactly. Which is it, which was that third and thirty play, and and what and, and what singular word does that come that Trump boils down to consistency? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the thing is as well. I mean, we've been talking all the time. You do need to go into your bag of tricks at least once a game. Yeah, credit, credit to Philadelphia. They they snaffled that one out, and um, you know, but that that potentially had the makings of a. An absolutely great play as well. If it, if it had just gone a little bit smoother or whatever, and Dak had got the ball off, or yeah. um, but you know, credit where it's due. Philadelphia will have done enough studying of uh, the tendencies and what have you, and I'm sure you know there are things that go on where you know things happen on the sidelines. You know there are spies and spies who come in and what have you and watch things as well. Watch what happens and practices and what have you um so they maybe do have um you know i i'm always reminded of the 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 time that um jimmy just before the super bowl was watching a somebody doing a report in front of the buffalo bills and the buffalo bills were practicing uh a, a shuffle pass and you know they'd never done it during the season at all. And Jimmy says, "Look, we need to scheme up against this." And sure yeah. enough, they did. And you know he got snuffed out straight away. In fact, I think it was actually a turnover. I think it ended up yeah. being an interception to James Tolbert or something like that. To- uh, Tony Tolbert. Tony Tolbert. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's little things like that, and they do they do enough of this sort of advanced scouting. So if yeah. if, if you know, even if it's going back to Kellen at Boise State and seeing that Kellen had done a play like that, or it's, yeah. you know, again, when he was sitting down talking to John Gruden and, the, you know, when everybody was talking, he was going to be the next hotshot offensive coordinator and all this, that yeah. uh, 
either on these or all those things is maybe something that he's drawn out up and he's had it and you know they know it's coming at some point um it's just in that case it, it wasn't executed well by us or it was it was executed well by their defense so um yeah. and you know it, it, it served a purpose maddox went out on that play you know and didn't really it didn't return to the game so um you you feel bad that these players the, the players themselves, regardless of what team they're playing for, you feel bad that, you know, that's their, their season-ending injury or whatever. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it certainly helped helped us because um, that, yeah. that took a major weapon away. See, this is the only comment I want to make on this. I'm going to make it short and quick. This makes a difference between us as Cowboys fans towards Eagles fans where I don't know if you guys may have seen it, I don't want to give it too much attention, give this guy any attention at all, but he made an Instagram video about Prescott about a Christmas present and basically made a remark about his mother, which was mm. out of order. Mm. So yeah. Yeah. that's that's the difference between us. When a player goes out, we show respect, etc. Yeah. We hope he's all right. Then you've got... Uh, this is why I dislike this football team with a passion. It's because of the mm-hmm. fan base. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, I just I just had to get that out there. And like, look, it's not look. We we know that 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 that's the the minority of their fan base, but it's not an isolated incident. You know, there's there, there's a long and varied catalogue of incidences. You know, but we're, we don't want to paint their whole fan base with that. But, no, no. You know, there, is, there is some good guys out there. We know yeah, that for of sure. Course. Yeah. But they they don't tend to help themselves. I'm just going to yes, bring so up Benny's yes, comments so, here. So, sorry, I, sorry, I had to do that there, Brian. It was just something. <laughs> no, just, no, just no, 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 mind, no, Which is where, where Lauren was going there, and I just thought, yeah. oh, I better just better say, get it out, get it out with yeah. you know. Yeah, you've got no, you've got to say it. But I'm just going to pull up Benny's comment here. Just he's saying from John Mashoda, Dak tied with Joe Burrow for the most games without with a completion sent. Percentage twenty five percent or better with five since he's returned from injury in week seven. Dallas leads the NFL in points per game at thirty four point six. Philadelphia is second, and Cincinnati is third. You know, I mean, for me, I think if you took away the interceptions and look, we know we can't, and even at that, that has played since he came back at an MVP level. And if that team's fan base can chant MVP, MVP about their quarterback, I don't know why we're not chanting it. Because he's yeah. played at that level for me. Media um, media bias, mate. It really yeah. is. It, yeah, it's, it, is. It, it really does bow, bow down to. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Hearts is having a good season, but has he really been spectacular? Has he been, really, has he been clutch? No, he's just been following as a, a, a playbook, yeah. like the run play option. He's using yeah. his actual best against them. It's not the prettiest yeah. of football. He's not merely made major massive highlights. So, yeah, I just don't get it. I really don't. I I, I think you made the comment earlier, and I'll throw it over to you now in a second, Lord. He makes plays which are highlight real friendly. Yeah, he, he does, and I mean. <laughs> You've got to think as well. I mean, you've got to feel bad for Eagles quarterbacks when they're in the talk for being MVPs as well, because the the last time they had a quarterback that was in the 
conversation for being an MVP. He's um, he then went and injured his knee, and um, you know is now actually playing for um, the the Washington Commanders after having bounced around the league as well. So, um, but um, yeah, I the you know obviously everybody likes to rag on the Cowboys. That's why you know every every talk show or whatever is always ripping into the Cowboys because it's generating headlines and you know obviously Jerry likes that because it's generating headlines and what have you but um, you, you know uh, I think I think Dak should be in the conversation um, okay the stats aren't there in terms of the interceptions but you know the fact that he's guided this offense and you know it, it's taken a mark up since since uh, um, that came back and um, you know th- there's a step up from Cooper Rush yeah yeah here's an interesting one I'm just going to pull it up from DJ Dog <sighs> I mean again a media but I don't know yeah. why we should actually pay attention to this mainstream media because all they do is just cause controversial topics and it gets us yep. worried for over nothing really. Like, if you really want to get the real true information and proper assessment by yep. go to DallasCowboys.com, go to bloggingtheboys.com, check out your yep. fellow Dallas Cowboy content creators, which we'll, we'll yep. show you later on the show. Like, We'll, we'll have more proper accurate information and proper opinion where does it affect the Cowboys or does it not? Or is it just the actual media just trying to scare, like, scaremonger pretty much? Yeah, that's true. So we've, we, 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 we've given Dak his props and one of the other points, you've kind of alluded to it already, Paul, in terms of the third and 13 play, T.Y. Hilton had a huge impact in this game without playing very many snaps. Yeah, I think people weren't really expecting much of him this game anyway, being yeah. this is his debut. And I think the Eagles just kind of like just brushed that aside a little bit and didn't realise that he's got some wheels on him still. Yeah. He can move that fast. And we saw him, how he just took out yeah. like that that left side of the ball. Like, yeah. un- like under double coverage. It was like, it was fantastic. So... Yeah. You are welcome. Welcome to Dallas. That's what yeah. I will say. And one of one of the points that I liked after the game was he came out on Twitter and said, you know, this is if this is how I'm being welcome to Dallas, I'm happy to be here. He, you know, he seemed to want to be in Dallas. He seems to be enjoying himself in Dallas. And yeah. that's his first game, do you know? Absolutely. I mean, we're and it makes you wonder, it's like. If I was Odell Beckham right now, I'd be thinking, oh my God, why did I not sign? Why did I not, like, <laughs> like why did I make those silly comments? Why did I yeah. not try and get back to game fitness to actually contribute to the team? Yeah. You had your, you had your chance, OBJ. You had your chance. But but I'm actually happy with the fact that we've got a guy that's also Pro Bowl caliber. He's, yeah. he's, had over a thousand yard seasons before and stuff like that. So, and he's played with like some quarterbacks like Andrew Luck and Philip Rivers. So, mm. hell yes, I'll take him in a heartbeat. So, yeah, and he's yeah, he's made a major impact. And we're, I'm excited to see what we can do in these two two more games in the regular season. 
Yeah. Get Gavin more reps and see how much of our impact and contribution he can bring to the team. Yeah. Yep. And Lauren, I'm just going to throw this one to you because I I, I, I saw the comment coming from DJ Dog and I just wanted to wait until we got to this. T.Y. Hilton made the play. He beat the cornerback and beat the safety and the safety was interfering with him as he made the catch and there was no flag thrown on the play. Yep. Uh, and I mean, the, ref, the refs again, I mean, I don't want to harp on about the fact that refs are generally biased against us. But, I mean, there was plays where, you know, you, you've seen um, roughing the passer calls for a hell of a lot less than that went through in this game as well. So, um, you know, there are calls that are typically made against us. And, you know, I think there was a couple of years ago as well, I think it was Zach Martin complained that, you know, Dallas's offensive line get called out for holding a hell of a lot more than... Mm. than um, anybody else in the league um, but you know statistically you can say that there's holding on just about every play in, in the game you know so yeah. um, it just seems strange but I mean that, that play by T.Y. Hilton to, to to get it through and not only that I mean Dak to put it in a position that only T.Y. could get it as yeah. well uh, and you know to do that after having basically only played you know they all only practiced what four or five practices together yeah. or so yeah um, you know to have that sort of communication and as dj dog says there i mean is is big impact there on that that first drive after the the interception as well to convert mm. fourth and eight um by getting a penalty as well and yeah. i mean that you you could people will complain <laughs> that was a ticky, ticky tack call but you know it's it's something that ty hilton knows how to get called against him so yeah. um you know that's 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 what the veteran experience that we've we've perhaps been missing in in this in this season. Um, mm -hmm. You know that's that's something that Ty Hilton's bringing to the, to this team just at the right time. So yeah, um, I'm just again I'm just going to pull up Ashish's comment there in terms of Will McClay knows how to pick players. And I mean we're all on record here for how grateful we are to have Will McClay at the, at the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, a lot of fans will get on Will's back and say, you didn't pick PJ Watt, you didn't pick this player, you didn't pick that player in the draft. But I think Will's record pretty much speaks for itself in terms of what he has brought to this. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think it's pretty much, I think it's only really the tackle Charlton Pound. It's the only one we can uh, do a question about sometimes, yeah. but other than that, like every player essentially he has drafted has kind of contributed mm -hmm. somewhat. Obviously, with the late round draft picks, like the chance they're not going to get into the roster, for example, John Widgraver this year, like there was a lot of yeah. promise about him. People were excited for him, but in terms of everybody else, like especially the last two years, yeah. the majority of those players have contributed massively. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you, you're not just talking as well the, the first three or four picks as well. I mean, Deron Bland, obviously we'll get onto the defence, but Deron Bland should be in, in the running. You know, he's he's leading the team as a rookie. He set the rookie record for Cowboys in terms of the, the number of interceptions in the yeah. rookie season, I think, as a drafted player, I should say, because obviously um, Everson Walls leads as a, yeah. as a rookie. But... Um, 
you know, seeing what he's doing, and you're you're talking, he was a what fourth or fifth rounder, um, mm. you know. But where I think Will McClay and all that have taken another step this year is the people that we have brought in who are veterans who have been either released or, um, yeah. you know, have have been street free agents this year because they're perhaps at the tail end of the year, uh, tail end of their careers. You're still you're checking them checking the tread on the tires and you're actually getting something out of these guys mm. um you know in the past if you know the off the the front office is often often lined that we bring players in and you know you're sort of going oh why have we brought him in because they don't do anything or whatever but this year everybody that we've today everybody that we've brought in and brought up onto 53 yeah. has actually done something mm. um you know and he, he, I mean, even Jason Peters, you can say that you know he's he's not co- contributing physically on the line, but perhaps he's actually he's he's been a guiding light for Tyler Smith as well. While Tyron mm-hmm. Smith was out, and you know to see Tyron Smith come back as well and you know perform as as well as he has, and actually yeah. realise that his time as as left tackles probably up, and it's um, you know. Him volunteering to to put everything aside and say like I'm going to play right tackle for you, um, you know th- there's something special about this. Everything that's going on this season, um, yeah. I know, and yet somehow we still don't feel so 100% satisfied of as like overall like we're like we're not getting too over confident. The team, if that makes sense, but but there is something special about it. It's it's yeah. so weird to describe this team this year. It really yeah. is. And I mean, look, Lauren, you've done a, it's a beautiful segue because it was the last point I wanted to bring up on the offensive side of the ball. Are either of you slightly concerned with the O-line play? Um, is it slightly unbalanced? Do we really need to consider putting Tyron back at left tackle, or as Lauren has said, maybe his time at left tackle is up and he can play right tackle. I think you were, you know, Philadelphia, give them the credit, they do have a very good defence and they do yeah. have a lot of big bodies there yeah. that can be disruptive. And, the, you know, they will test the measure of even, you, you know, your Pro Bowl guard. I mean, Again, we were lucky. Jordan Davis went down with a concussion protocol as well early on in that game. Um, you know, they ha- I, you're talking with Philadelphia, you're talking guys like um, a Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Ndamukong Sue, uh, Milton Williams. You know, all of these guys are big 300-plus pounders that, mm-hmm. um, you know, are going to put pressure on whoever's blocking in front of them. Um uh, you know, and they they were scheming it so that obviously they they're taking away the run and putting you in a position where you've got to pass the ball, and yeah. you know that that then does put you on the back foot when you're pass protecting. Um, yeah. It's it's easier if you're able to 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 wear them down by running the ball all the time, and you're constantly turning that over three, four, five yards a game, yeah. or three, four, five yards a carry. Um, but yeah, it, it makes it it makes it hard if you're constantly having to go into pass protection, and they yeah. they know what 
they can scheme up all sorts of tricks, stunts, slants, yeah. um, all sorts of pass rush moves on you. Yeah. Um, and if if your hand placement isn't right, you know you'll you'll then draw the wee yellow duster coming out the the referee's pocket as well. So. Mm-hmm. Very true. So look, we're nearly an hour into the show, and I think it is time that we flipped it over and we talked. But you cut yourself off there, Brian. <laughs> I did. But you know, look. Obviously, we need to talk about the bad things that happened in this game. And, you know, we we as a as a group of, of seven, we always try and give a balanced opinion on things. We, we, we don't try and sugarcoat it and say everything is wonderful. And I think it's fair to say there are concerns with our secondary and concerns going into the playoff about our secondary. Absolutely. Um, I mean, Trevor Diggs can't do everything. So, and mm-hmm. it's, there seems to be a little bit of a void now since the injuries to Anthony Brown, and obviously, don't don't forget Jordan Lewis early on in the yeah. season as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's much. It's definitely much more of a concern. Um, I mean, if nothing else, this last couple of weeks has proved that you know Anthony Brown is as much maligned as he is. Mm. Has has done a job this year for us that um, yeah yeah he, he, you know he, he'll still get singled out by teams and what have you but you know you're not seeing it as bad as it has been. Kelvin Joseph played zero snaps this this week um, on on defense anyway you know and Kelvin Joseph is a very good special teams player but you know um, I think I was I was listening to a podcast today. He sat at his locker. He got dressed within ten minutes and everything like that. And he had the he had the face on him that suggests that you know he's all he's already maybe um, you know he knows that the writing's on the wall. He's probably he's, he's certainly looking up a, a, an uphill slope next season for um, training camp. You know to to even make the roster this year uh, mm-hmm. or this this forthcoming season. Um, yeah. But, I mean, um, that, that that in itself is a huge concern that a guy who we took with a second-round pick is potentially looking at being cut in the off-season. You know, that there are, there are opportunities. I mean, he was taken to be a boundary corner and he has not done it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, We're all gone into a lull there, are we? I think so. <laughs> so, look, I suppose, as I say, look, he's he hasn't been great. But, I mean, a couple of guys we took in last year, and Sean Wright, is where Izzy Mukwamu haven't stepped up either. And I think the next two games we have to sort out who is our boundary corner, because Deron Bland, I think, played a lot of snaps on the boundary. and. You know, he's a slot corner. He's not a boundary corner. Yeah. yeah. I, although, I mean, I think you did see some progression with him this week that, um, yeah. you know, he he can be serviceable as well. And he's, you know, 
again, you got to remember this is his first season in the NFL, and he's, you know, he's still learning the nuances of the game. But you know, mm-hmm. um, he's he's standing up to these guys, and I mean, half of his interceptions this year have basically been wrestling the ball away from yeah. receivers. You know, his contested catches, and you know, it's just the way that he's gone down. It's it's almost been like the the sort of tiger role where you you know you go down at the same time and you just happen to rip the ball away now if you if you both land together and you know you don't rip the ball away or anything like that then typically they they give the catch to a wide receiver so it it's showing that he he has that it's that sort of scope there um but um yeah it's it's going to take a while before he actually sort of truly becomes the you know, develops into the 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 cornerback that you know we, we think he could be, um, but we just haven't seen anybody else stepping up at the moment. And again, hopefully, we need to see see what these guys that are on the practice squad are doing as well. And you know, yeah. can they can they provide that veteran presence? Um, and and sort of you know, hopefully you'll you'll see something. Nashawn Wright, I thought actually played quite well. He <laughs> You know, he had that tackle for loss. He had a couple of passes yeah. defended. Um, I think he he came close to knocking one of the balls out as well. So yeah. um, it could have been ruled a fumble, but um, you know the the refs the refs went another way on it. Um, yeah, and like I think to be to be to be fair you kind of mentioned the tiger rolls there and i mean that is the amazing thing that in the in the last what, four minutes where we t- had two turnovers most of that as you say was a tiger roll interception and fighting for the ball and it seems to be something that in dirty has done it is in dirty who's the defensive line coach isn't it? yes yeah. correct yeah, yeah. Don't do what Mike Mike Pressure did. (laughs) And it's something I heard on the commentary was that Dan Quinn spent time last week talking with Stuart Lancaster, the former England rugby manager, talking about tactics like that. They mentioned about shoulder level, about how they could stop the the, the pushing, pushing in on touchdowns. But they also seem to have talked about that, fighting for the ball on the ground, you know, rucking. I suppose in rugby terms or whatever like that, and that's that's what really has been a great sight to see from the defense this year. Mm-hmm. No, that's yep. totally absolutely one hundred percent. It shows it shows as well that we're, we're we're basically we're not leaving any stone unturned and helping this mm-hmm. team get better as well. I mean, f- from what they were saying, it was an hour talking about how yeah. defensive line play. You know, so comparing yeah. it to the. The, the scrimmage in rugby, you know, and what have you, mm-hmm. and about how it always is the lower man tends to win as well. So yeah, um, for for Dan for Dan Quinn to be talking tactics for an hour, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's it's worked the other way as well. It's um, you know it's backing up, so um, <laughs> you know it'll, it'll work back work back into yeah. the rugby system as well. Yeah. You know, so, well. The other, I'm just going to bring this up and see what you you guys thought on this uh, from DJ Doug. Thoughts on Mackenzie Alexander playing slot and bland on the outside? Oh, could work. I, th- I think that is. I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I, li- 
I mean, I like the idea of it, but I'm no cornerback specialist, so <laughs> um, yeah. I'll leave it to you guys in that one. But I, yeah. I mean, I like the idea of it, though. I th- I think it's something they're going to have to sort out, as you say. And look, the, the, the numbers do speak for themselves in terms of what um, Sean Wright brought. He was a leading tackler on Sunday, had a tackle for loss, had two pass breakups. And maybe like that, it's just getting him a few more reps, getting him up to speed, you know, because bringing in a cornerback cold to play a position, it, it, it's difficult. Like, there is a huge learning curve at cornerback in the National Football League. So, you know, you're kind of relying on a guy to come in, as we say, top 100 pick last year in 2021. He just needs time. And hopefully across these next two games, you might see Nishon Wright get that time and get that development. You keep landing the slot. But you have you have Mackenzie Alexander there who knows how to play in the NFL as a backup. Yeah. Yeah, and and again with Mackenzie Alexander as well, he's somebody that um if I remember rightly, he's got he's got ties with the Cowboys organization in that mm-hmm. I think he played for he played for Minnesota under George Edwards as well. So George Edwards been mm-hmm. our um our linebackers coach so George Edwards knows how to get something out of him as well and then it's just a case of integrating him into the scheme of of Dan Quinn's defense um you know and for the secondary I mean the, the big problem at the moment I think for our defense is we're not generating the same sort of pass rush pressure um so that that then makes it harder for for the secondary as a consequence um, you know, and I think it's just the case. Obviously, you're you're 15 weeks into the season, um, you know, and guys are getting beat up, especially in the front seven. You know, no yeah. LVE, no Hankins. Um, you know, we've obviously we've we've got rid of um, Basham. You know, you mm-hmm. you maybe would have liked him to come back. Micah Parsons has been battling all sorts of things this season. Yeah. Um, the, the the number of times you've seen him sitting on the sideline where, you know, last year he was probably, um, you know, 80-90% uh, <coughs> on the field. Um, th- this time he is being taken out and he's realising he needs to, to calm it down a little bit, you know. And it, it's where we're playing him because he's playing as a defensive end now. He's having to go up against 300-pound linemen every every yeah. every snap almost um where you know it's 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 different if he's playing as a linebacker and he's you know able to drop back in coverage for a bit and re- mm-hmm. rest himself up um so so that's the side of things that we need to to address is getting the getting yeah. the defensive pressure again but um yeah. it, it's good that you know the sacks have dropped off but the the turnovers have sort of started to come up again yeah um like I think I think I think you segue beautifully into the next segment again, Lord. And Paul, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to you. Have you concerns about the fact that we've only won sack in the last three games? Or like that, are you going, right, we sack numbers might be down, but the turnover numbers are going up again? Yeah, I, mean, I have no concerns at all. He's still pretty much leading the NFL and pretty much in everything right now, but Mm-hmm. Well, well, he's in. The, he's on amongst the overall category right up the top. He's still in the defensive MVP category con- yeah. contention. So, the way he even like, I thought Parsons was being very intelligent in that game. Like, he was actually like 
especially at the end, but even though he was tired, but he actually asked his coach to put Ronald the timeout because yeah. who knows what, what who knows what could have happened that last play if they did yep. like like if he was that bummed out, it may have given Minshew more time to do whatever he had to do and that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But but overall, Parsons, I thought he played all right. Like mm-hmm. like he was given a he, he was pressuring. He was up against Lane Johnson. He was up against the other guy um, on the right hand side. Yep, some of all. Yep, and he was he was effective quite a lot. But it's just like how the Eagles' offense played. You weren't really going to see much sacks, really, because they were really they're all about getting the ball out quickly. They're not really much. I don't think they really posed much of a deep threat as much, but it's mostly balls down the middle, and and screens and run play options. So. But for Minshew to do that, and I mean, I know I'm pure ratting on here, but but overall, Parsons did a good, decent job, I thought. Yeah, and I don't think we should be concerned. Well, I mean, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna give the give the D line a bit of credit here. Let Let's be honest, that team had three three Pro Bowlers on their line. Yep, in the game. Yep. Like I think it's yep. Jason Kelsey, Lanton Dickerson, and Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson are all going yep. to the Pro Bowl this year. You know, yeah. I mean, you're not going to meet too many teams with three Pro Bowlers on their line. No, no. And this year we've only got one. Yeah. And normally it's us. It's got three. Like it was yeah. always it was always Travis, Zach, and Tyron. Yeah. And I mean. I'm just I'm going to bring up another point here, and again, it's it's it, it does relate to Micah. The fumble by Miles Sanders was in the scraping of the ball, and that's where Micah came into his own in that last half of the fourth quarter, when the game was in the melting pot, when the game needed to be won. Micah stepped up and pushed himself and pushed himself and pushed himself. And as you said, Paul, he called the timeout. And I think he was the one that was putting the pressure on Gardner Minshew. The Gardner had to backtrack and just lob it into the end zone in the hope of someone making a play. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if he'd been if he'd been gassed and we carried on and you yeah. know we we might have been talking about how it gone to overtime again or we'd had a one point loss or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's little things like that, and it it does seem again it's maybe icing icing the the Philadelphia Eagles offense a little bit, but it does seem mm. strange that we let the play clock get down to about two before we actually called that timeout. I think yeah. it was basically because Parsons almost went on strike and sat down there, you know, in the middle of the field and said, "I'm not moving. Yeah. You you know, you've got to call a timeout." You know, yeah. um, I and that's. Perhaps slightly concerning about this coaching staff is that we weren't ready to respond mm. to, or it took us yeah. so long to respond to that. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, again, you know, as we said, Sam Williams started this game on the sidelines because he, you know, obviously, unfortunately, got into that wee fender bender this this week as well. But um, you know, so that was what that was one weapon that we were missing as well. But um, you know, I think the the pressure was there. We were just, you know, yeah. it, it it wasn't consistent, or it, you know, Gardner Minshew was doing fair credit to Gardner Minshew. He was doing enough to just mm. get himself out of trouble, get himself. Um, I mean, you know, he, I mean, he wasn't being hassled. 
so he was able to do enough to to get the ball away. So yeah, just uh, yeah. just to add that on top of it, Minshew. Minshew was three hundred and fifty-five yards, eight point nine average, two touchdowns, two interceptions, eighty-four point nine QB rate. I mean, it's not the best, but still, but he, he still kept he kept the Eagles in the game. Like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. the whole receiving core, three hundred fifty-five, but. 355 yards with yeah. two players, Smith and Brown going over 100 yards, Smith for two yeah. touchdowns. So, I mean, even with Dallas Goddard being back, he got 67, Kenneth Gainwell, mm-hmm. the, he got 41 yards, Twez Watkins, yeah. 19. Then you had Pascal and Sanders picking up the, the additional yards. I mean, you still need to give the Eagles credit, and this is what this yeah. is what we keep saying. Like we'll give credit when credit's due. Yeah, he was made it a dog fight in this game. They did. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, like as I say, this is where we we always will be unbiased in our reporting. Is that we will say, look, things are not a hundred percent because they're, they're they're honestly they're not. You know, we're not going to try and blow smoke up the team's ass. It wasn't good in patches. And it is a game that could have gone the other way. But yep. when it was needed, the defence did step up and yep. won us that game. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll give them props for that. And sorry, I just I think it was Ashish's comment here. Just, yeah, things will change once we get Jonathan Hankton back. Yeah, that, that's going to be a much bigger bonus. Like, if we do end up like going against Philly again somewhere down the line, I just hope it's going to be like we have our full strength team playing it the, mm-hmm. the way we should be playing it against their best because I still think we would still win given if we have everything all in place and it's just a matter of pressing the go button pretty much yeah, yeah. and everything just executes as it should be. Our team, I'd say, is better than Philly. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. But yeah. going back to what you were saying about the defence, like... It, like you said, it wasn't pretty, but those fundamental moments like that was game changing. It really just like showed mm. perseverance, and our defense really stepped up when uh, they are required to. And it's not the first time they've done this this season; mm. they've done it in multiple parts of the season. Like, yeah. uh but yeah, all credit to the defense. Yeah, and just I'm going to pull this up because DJ Dog did come back to me on this, and he said it was Fowler who was on that last play. And that's the thing. It doesn't have to be Micah on every play. Exactly. Dante Fowler is making a play. Nishan Wright is making plays as he's coming in. Deron Bland is making plays. Everyone is contributing. There's an, I don't think there's anyone on the 53 at present who has not contributed at some point this season in what has happened. It- even big uh, our new long snappers are actually getting really in amongst it as well. <laughs> did, you, did, did you see his celebration? I'm sorry, yes. no, I'm, I'm pure jumping, but even that's a contribution on its own. The fact yeah. like you're showing the passion, man. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, like again, look, you, you you jumped into it in terms of the, the special teams. Brett, Brett, MF, and Mar. Four <laughs> from four. Four from four. Brian Anger had one punch in the game. And as you say, the moment of the game for me was the long snapper. Just that celebration, you know. Yeah, you want to be there, you know, and want to contribute. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and he's he's been very accurate. Like like there's no we've no had yeah. any hiccups where it comes to the the setting up of for the field goals or yeah. the punts or anything like that. So yeah, I think Overton Overton no, is, is it Overton it? into is it, is it Overton? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fire's yeah. first snap against was it in LA the Rams? It was the Rams. Rams. Yeah, I think bar that everything else has been clockwork. Yep. And I mean, the, the other good thing as well, this weekend, okay, there was there was a flag on the play as well, but I mean, you saw Cavonte Turpin take off as well. Yeah. Cavonte Turpin had that that huge long return. Unfortunately, it was, held, you know, pulled back for a holding call. But, you know, it shows that he hasn't suddenly dropped off dropped off a cliff as well. So, yeah. um, you know, and it shows why he's punched his ticket to the, to the, the Pro Bowl. Bowl as well. So, yeah. Um, and just the, the, the point here, Ashish has kind of asked and DJ Dog responded straight away. Brett Maher did get snubbed. He wasn't brought up to the Pro Bowl. Pure scandal. Absolutely scandal, and man. He's missed four yep. kicks this year, is it? Yep. I think it's all the Who's the NFC kicker? I've no idea. It could be Greg Joseph. We'll, we'll, we'll look it up. But I mean, is there, Paul, is there anything else on the defence that we want to talk about? Because, I mean, we, we did give the offence an awful lot of time this evening. I mean, I think, I think like so Anthony Barr, he deserves a little bit of recognition as well. Mm. He had a really good game, game yeah. overall. I mean, there was a couple of moments they did get caught out. But, again, I, I just I still feel like we do need more bodies for linebackers just to be in a safe like I think that's also a concern going forward as well because of, like if we don't know what what, what, what over if luckily that's just it was just a stinger. We still don't know what the hell's still going on with Jabril Cox and stuff like that. Like we very like very you barely rarely ever see him. So um so I don't know if that's just more, more of a concern on observation. It's Seattle's kicker Myers. Jason Myers. Mm, Seattle's kicker is uh, Jason Myers. That's, that's fair, I guess. He's been pretty efficient yeah. this year, but I still would have given. I would still would have given if if Myers can't make it, then Myers should go in. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, just to bring up another point here. She should have said Barr almost had an interception. He did. Yep. Yes. The thing is, you're getting contributions from all of these guys, and I mean. I, you know, I mean, Paul, you were kind of saying, and I agree with you on the lack of depth a little bit at linebacker at the minute. But, I mean, even Luke Gifford came in. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, he was ordering guys about, like, Luke Gifford is not a starter. He's barely a backup linebacker. But he came in yeah. and he was organizing the guys around him, telling them where they needed Absolutely. to be. You know, and, and that, as we say, that's what you want. You want contributions from every one of the 53 on the roster. Yeah, and I mean, one you know, again, obviously we've said that uh, you know Minshew threw for three hundred and fifty yards, but I mean, as soon as the passes were completed, you know, we were making the tackles. We, there wasn't any long um, yard yard after catch or anything yeah. like that. You know, it, it pretty much was catch taken down, catch taken down. So you know, as, as bad as it was in terms of giving up the yardage, 
you know, they had to fight for all that yardage. It mm. wasn't a case of, you know, us giving up the the e- the easy play or anything like that. So, yeah. Um, the 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 only one um, thing that I thought was bad from Dan Quinn was that um, that touchdown that they scored where they went into zero blitz, and yeah. you know you had all your you had all your defensive backs playing back. I mean that that just makes it too easy for the wide receiver that um, yeah. Blank, you know you know he had to, if he picked one side it was obviously the receiver was going to go inside or yeah. whatever and it was just a case of you yeah. know if if Minshew if Minshew could stay off um you know and stay clean or whatever you know and see which way the the receiver reacted that was that was going to be a score there yeah. um you know i i was screaming at the screen why the hell are you playing off why the, why are you playing off that makes it easy yeah. you should come up and bump and run or something there but um yeah. I'm just seeing the comment here that Jake Elliott has also been added to the Pro Bowl now. And he's Jake been Elliott has missed he... multiple kicks this year. And he's missed multiple games. Cameron Dicker was playing for, for yeah. the Eagles at one point. I mean, Christ, Cameron Dicker's been all over the league this year. But, yeah. um, uh, you know, he, he was playing for the Eagles at one point as well. So, I mean, Elliott being signed, that's... That's a joke, to be honest. Yeah. But, I mean, as we say, look, the Pro Bowl is a popularity contest. Whereas, like, I mean, was it, what was it? Was was 2014 or 2016, Sean Lee didn't get into the Pro Bowl, but was an all-pro selection? Yep. You know, so I I, I tend to put more faith in what the all-pro selections are. So... That's that. That's just my tuppence worth. But I mean, look, I think think we're what well, we're nearly an hour and twenty five minutes. And just to bring to bring up the 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 closing comment from DJ Dog Cameron Dicker, welcome. I mean, you you know your audience well, DJ Dog. You know myself <laughs> born are Texas Longhorns fans, and we're very conflicted as to which match we're going to be watching on Thursday night. If we're going to be watching the Alamo Bowl or if we're going to be watching the Cowboys. Might have to do a simulcast on that. <laughs> but I, I, look, I think I think we'll, we'll get out of here. So, I mean, look, obviously, Thursday night, I think it is, Paul, unless you know differently, um, Mike and the guys will be doing the show as normal at 9 o'clock. I think so. Literally live, pretty much a proper pre-game show that is slated before the, yeah. the game. So, yeah. So, I will throw it over you, gentlemen. If if one of you wants to do that, the 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 shout out for Cowboys experience, and what someone wants to do that content shout out. Yeah, I'll do, I'll, I'll do them both. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So if you're, yeah, guys. So if you're planning going to a Cowboys game uh, in the playoffs or next year, be sure to go to CowboysExperience.com, where you can get meet and greet, stadium tours, game tickets, and and the ultimate tailgating experience, and much much more. As you can see, there's guys like Jane Overcheck, Micah Parsons, uh, Drew Pearson, Zach Martin, Travis Fedrick, and more and more and more guys and, and former cheerleaders alumni. Like I said, Barry and Michael of Cowboys will treat you like absolute royalty. And to take full, full honours of this opportunity is use the discount code UK Cowboys because, guys, what is it you get? Use the code? You get free stuff. Yep, you get free stuff. And you also got chocolate pudding. 
Yeah, yeah, depends. Yep. <laughs> yeah, guys, and also be sure you don't check out our fellow content creators. I, like we like we mentioned earlier on the show, talking about the mainstream media, they don't really, they just basically just cause controversy and just try and start the narrative. If you want to get the real proper Dallas Cowboys content, be sure you check out every single one of these guys that are listed on here on the screen. Like you've got the officialcowboys.com, Blogging the Boys, Jeff Kavanagh, You've got JTUP with CFO Sports, Big Game James. You've got Skywalker Steel, the guys from Canada, Cowboys Can Fan, and uh, Fort Lombardi, and many, many more. So be sure to go and check everyone out. Yeah, absolutely. And look, just the last comment Joe did. Joe has asked, yes, Joe, there will there will be a show on Thursday night. Um, the guys will be doing a preview show, so be sure to tune in. As usual say, time, usual time, usual, usual time, nine o'clock here in the UK and Ireland. Yeah, uh, and just just as just as we finish, you'll then be able to switch on to uh, Dallas Cowboys' own pregame show as well. Exactly. Yep. Um, it'll, it'll be one work, it'll work be right till four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> in perfect sequence. You'll have us. You'll have the official Cowboys. Then it'll be the actual game. Then you'll be going to bed. <laughs> absolutely so look gentlemen ahead of the new year's i won't see you until next tuesday so i'd like to wish everyone here as we say you guys are our mvps and i'd like to wish all of you a happy 2023 and here's to a hopefully an extended season into february and we'll see you next tuesday but don't forget to tune in to the guys on thursday night and i'll throw it over to paul and lauren to finish us out have a good one, guys. See you on Thursday. Yep. See you Thursday, guys. If we don't see you Thursday, Happy New Year when it comes. And we'll be back talking about victory next week. Good night, one and all. <laughs>